This is Anime Out of Context, a comedy review podcast hosted by a weeb of the highest order alongside a cynical man who knows nothing about anime. Our show features spoilers, explicit language, and poor fact-checking. Neither of our hosts are experts on any topic and none of their opinions should be taken as fact. Thank you for listening, and enjoy. Welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And I go through an Akira-like transformation into Danny DeVito so that I can fight the systemic injustices going on in the world. I'm Sean Rollins. <laughs> I'm Remington Chase. Whoo! That's hot. Mm, what a hot <laughs> intro. So, uh, what, what, quickly transitioning uh, away, what, what are we doing this week, Sean? What, what are we jumping into? Uh, well... Well, in a weird way, it is kind of related to things going on in the world. Oh, uh, man. Okay. All right. Uh, there's lots of different ways that this can go. Uh, there is. There is. There is. Uh, but first and foremost, uh, we've gotten a few messages asking what our takes are on things. Uh, and honestly, it should be pretty obvious where we stand. So yeah, for, first of all, like, I'm, I'm going to give a quick answer. But also, you should not apply any type of credibility onto two two anime co-hosts on yeah, anime a satirical podcast po- co-host. We are yeah. literally a lower form of media. <laughs> yeah. So first of all, don't put any uh credibility into it, uh but also uh Black Lives Matter. So yeah, all right. Uh so yeah. I think that that basically covers it. Uh cuz yeah, we're far too white to uh Lo- love and appreciate everyone. All right. Yeah. Uh, love appreciate everybody. Listen signal boost, all that good stuff. All right. Yeah. So uh in, in which ways is is this related, Sean? I'm, uh, I'm very not, curious now. It's not exactly directly related to the conflict, though it is in a lot of ways. Uh, but Remington, this month is Pride. Hey, it is. And I figured that it would be a good time to jump into an anime that uh, explores uh, some of the lovely people uh, of the LGBTQ community. Okay, uh, I am worried. <laughs> Because in the past, when delicate issues have been have been handled in anime, uh, they, they they've been as subtle as a Mack truck, Sean, and <laughs> usually with not great takes on things. Yeah, no, like being bad is bad. That's a very hot take, sort of online. Uh... <laughs> and, and so I, I'm concerned that hand that an anime handling these sorts of issues, uh, will almost certainly fail at it. Well, that's not entirely true. That is true for a lot of them, especially some of the older ones. Uh, but there are some really, really good uh, anime that explore uh, LGBTQ stuff. Uh, the only one we actually ever covered on the show was Citrus. Oh, uh, God. Which was not a great example. No, uh, no, not, not not a great one. Uh, that one was less of like, hey, guys, uh, look how these people's experiences are valid. And more like, oh, yeah, now you get twice the amount of tits. Yeah. Which just wasn't. <laughs> I, I feel like that's not an empowering sort of message no no i would i would say definitely not uh but this time around remington i figured that i would actually show you uh what i honestly consider to be one of the really good ones uh, okay okay uh, but we are switching sides we are actually going to uh do a show that has some strong um uh male on male uh romance themes uh you don't need to treat me with with kid gloves sean you're you're about to show me hardcore yaoi i understand <laughs> 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 yep, the hentai rule does not apply to Yowie. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> actually, no, not this time around. This time around, I wanted to do a show that, honestly, I feel like handled its themes very well. So much so that a lot of people didn't realize that those themes were going to be a thing until they actually were uh, confirmed in the show itself. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I dig yeah. it. That, yeah, that's no. uh, that's usually how it generally like should be handled in, in an ideal world. It, it should be yeah. nice and normalized. Yeah, it should be normalized, but not to the point where it's treated like, you know, like there was never any uh, stigma in the first place, you know? Exactly. We, we, I, ideally, the history, the uh, the unsavory history wouldn't exist in the first place, uh, but it does. And so, unfortunately, mm-hmm. that has to be acknowledged. Yeah. But Normalizing it, without it, trivializing it, is the idea. Exactly. There you go. And I feel this show does it really well. Uh, although, I will admit, when it first came out uh, in 2016, I was a little, a little bummed by it because uh, it actually ended up winning Anime of the Year for the Crunchyroll Anime Awards. Uh, okay. which I, I heavily disagreed with mostly because, you know, I had m- my favorite shows that I wanted to win. <laughs> and I actually didn't watch it at the time it came out. I watched it about a year later and I was like, oh, okay, I can see why so many people love this show. Uh, but the show we're going to be talking about today, Remington, is a show called Yuri on Ice. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Okay, this one has been, this one, I know it has been recommended a ton. Oh, yeah, yeah, It's easily our most recommend, uh, one of our most uh, quested episodes, uh, especially from members of of the LGBT community. Uh, like, right after we released our Citrus episodes, we got a whole list of Yuri and Yaoi, or Shoujo Ai, or Shonen Ai, whatever you want to say, uh, for the genre. There are different degrees of it, and it's very complex and interesting, and I'm not an expert in it, obviously. Uh, <laughs> okay, but... so, from just from the title, is this, or is this not, about ice skating lesbians? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, Remington. Actually, that is the that is the go-to joke to make. But no, actually, uh, it is primarily an all-male cast. Uh, Yuri okay, is just well, the now name I'm of sufficient. The... I'm sufficiently confused. No, no, yeah. Th- this is very much a yaoi show where the main character is called Yuri. That's a trip. Yep, yep, yep. yep. <laughs> How subversive. <laughs> Yeah. All right. All right. Follow up question. Is this a show about two gay gentlemen ice skating? Yeah. Oh, I fucking nailed it. Oh, man. <laughs> Not re- kind of. I mean, it's a feature. It's a factor. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, it's actually a sports anime, Remington. Oh, no. Because it's... Uh, <laughs> the the it's, odds of me liking it have gone down significantly. I mean, it's about ice skating, Remington. Ice skating is a sport. Uh, uh, figure skating, I, specifically. That, that's, that's fine and good. But, uh, so far, easily the best sports anime we've seen is Yu-Gi-Oh! And that says something <laughs> about it. Oh, man, you're gonna bring up the, my ire with you about the Haikyuu episode again, aren't you? Oh, yeah, Haikyuu exists. Oh, for fuck's sake, Rem. And it was bad. Oh. One, one sec, one sec. Uh, a, another haiku about haiku. Mediocre show. Bland bitch volleyball pro tag. I really don't care. There you go. Put that oh. to music, Dylan. <laughs> And take out all the long-ass pauses you took to come up with that, Mr. Improv Master. Make it seem nice and smooth. Jesus Christ. Yeah, you're you're asking for a revisit episode much sooner than anticipated, Rem. Because you are insulting my good, good volleyball boys, and I will protect them with all of my heart. Bad show. Uh, Hopefully this one's better. Uh, So, so, uh, it's a sports anime, which is uh, fine, potentially. Uh, And it's about, so we got Yuri. Mm -hmm. Uh, Who are the, who 
what are the other important characters? Uh, there's also Yuri. Excuse me? Yeah, yeah, no, no, there are two characters with the name Yuri. Huh? So, all right, so this is a yaoi about two characters named Yuri. Kind of, not really. What? <laughs> Look, it's... It's complicated. It's Let me just give you the synopsis. How about that? Yeah, please do, because I am sufficiently confused. Okay, so recovering from his crushing defeat at the Grand Prix finale, uh, Yuri Kotsky, one of J- uh, once Japan's most promising figure skater, returns to oh, his family God. home oh, no. uh, to assess yeah. his options for the future. At age 23, Yuri's window for success in skating is closing rapidly, and his love of uh, uh, his love of pork cutlets and aptitude for gaining weight are not helping either. <laughs> oh, no. So... Oh. However, one day, uh, Yuri finds himself in the spotlight when a video of him performing a routine uh, previously executed by a first, a five-time world champion, Victor, uh, Russian, hold on, uh, Nikiforov, uh, suddenly goes viral. Uh, in fact, Victor himself abruptly appears at the Yuri house and offers uh, to be his mentor as one of his biggest fans. Yuri eagerly accepts, kicking off his journey to make it back onto the world stage. So it's a, it's a sports redemption story about an adult, which is not something you usually get in sports anime. I uh, don't I'm I'm genuinely relieved that it's an adult instead of a teenager in school. Uh, I I am having flashbacks to what what has uh, gotten us a certain episode of ours that got us so far the most backlash we've received. Uh, that was not too long ago. Just replace ice skating with piano playing, and <laughs> I'm Uh-oh. concerned. Oh boy, Rem, this is where we're gonna go, huh? This is this is how we're gonna start this. I try to do something nice for you. I try to bring an anime that's very popular, very well received one anime of the year by large a uh, large margin for by a large number of people i mean i'm hoping it's not where we go but at the same time it, it's got a lot of the same ingredients okay but whereas one show was about you know handicaps and crushing uh emotional trauma this is more fuck i lost i'm depressed what do i do oh hey opportunity has shown up maybe i can do this to uh, get better more inspiring than in your lie in april if that's what you're trying to get at i hope that it's also more interesting and that it has characters. Oh dear god. We haven't even gotten into the show yet, Rem. Why are you preparing people for the worst? I'm being, I said I hope. I'm being hopeful. It's a sign of optimism, Sean. Your optimism is very much like backhanded. Like I'm half expecting (laughs) you to add more rings to your finger as you slowly rake back of your hand across my face. Alright, okay. Proper optimism no backhanded bullshit. I'm sure because the show is so well acclaimed, uh, because it, it's been heavily recommended and it seems like it's handling these themes in a nuanced way, it's almost certainly better than Toradora. Am I right, boys? Fuck <laughs> you, Remington. Liter- that's, this is where you're going to do this. During the first, our first foray into Shonen Eye, our first foray into that side of the anime world, and you're going to bring this kind of energy in the first half. All right, fine, fine. We'll have to see how we d- go. Uh, just because you said that, you're, you're going to get to watch all five episodes of our three to five episode rule. F- fair enough. Uh, I, I probably deserve that. Yeah, yeah. If I still had a bullshit rule, I might have just used it on this just because of that. Oh, God. But no, no, we can always do a revisit later. But honestly, Rem, I think this is a really 
really good show and has a lot of good heart and meaning and it doesn't like bury itself with the yaoi shtick. Like I said, I didn't even realize it was going to be that way until it actually happened. Okay. I mean, I, I, I dig that. I like that. Uh, seems, seems like it should be interesting. Seems like it actually has uh, some degree of subtlety. Uh, side note, you said a word a few times that I, I understand all except the last syllable. Okay. Shonen I. Oh, uh, I in Japan is another way to say love. Okay. So it's a love shonen. Yeah. Yeah. Shonen. It, remember, shonen translates to boy or young man. So it's, it's the direct translation would be boy love or BL. That helps. Oh God. I don't. Like you remember. <laughs> boy love does not. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. No, that's, that's why most like, uh, American folks, uh, people who speak English prefer the Japanese pronunciation. Whereas a lot of, uh, anime who use, um, uh, Fujoshi as goofs and jokes, uh, will heavily emphasize the BL side of things. Cause that's well, what it's more colloquially known as over there. See, now I'm just thinking of, uh, that great song from Scrubs, Guy Love. Good old Guy Love. <laughs> yeah, see, that's only a little bit different. If, if, if one sec, I'll, I'm going to continue this tangent. One more question. If, if we're in Scrubs, who's JD and who's Turk? I think there's an obvious answer, but I want to hear your take on it. Oh God, that is rough. That... <sighs> There's only one answer, Sean. I'm JD, aren't I? <laughs> of course you JD. <laughs> <laughs> you damn sure ain't Turk. <laughs> I mean, I would make a good argument, but apple teenies are actually delicious. <laughs> Fuck you, All right, so, so, so uh, back to the show. So, uh, so he, he wants a nice redemption story. Uh, he, he meets Victor. Neat. Uh, are there any other relevant plot points or characters? No, honestly, that no? honestly, that's basically all you need to know. You just need to know it's, it's about figure skating. It's about redemption and it's about, uh, you know, just some good, good, uh, good, good characters and good, good, uh, development and drama and passion, you know? Yuri on ice. Yuri on ice. A story of horror, war, innocence, sanity. <laughs> God damn it. The only reason that's funny is because- that, That's funnier than a lot of people realize. Oh, God. If you get it, you love it. Oh, and that, that makes me automatically hate it. God damn you, Remington. <laughs> All right, let's go into Yuri on ice and see what we really think. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after consuming five whole episodes of the hit 2016 anime Yuri on Ice, and that's Yuri with three exclamation marks, actually. Yes, I neglected very, to, very excitable. Yeah, I, I neglected to mention that, but I figured it would be important to uh, make sure that count is accurate, because as we all know, when it comes to anime, exclamation marks mean everything. <laughs> we, we don't want anybody going home searching up Yuri on Ice with only, like, one or, God forbid, no exclamation marks and getting something totally different. Yeah, you'll get the other thing that Yuri stands for, which is <laughs> albeit on a similar playing field, it's also on the opposite side of the world if you think about it. Yeah, so wildly similar, so wildly separate. Ah, uh, that is the beauty of life, isn't it, Remington? <laughs> uh, but no, we consumed five whole episodes of this anime, and Remington, I'm curious to hear what you think. Now, tread carefully, because this anime has more, uh, fans of it than I would be willing to mess with, quite frankly. <laughs> well, uh, Sean, yeah. I I think that after watching Yuri on Ice, there is a very, very strong 
strong comparison to be made at multiple parts of it. Uh, and the question is essentially, uh, how does Yuri on Ice compare to this other anime with very, very similar themes? Uh, the other anime is one we have also covered very recently. Uh-oh. Uh, and that one is Your Lie in April. Oh, fuck. No, Rem, please. I'm not ready for another one of these. I barely <laughs> made out of the line out of the last one. Come on. This is supposed to be good and wholesome. I, yeah, I just wanted to show, show my support for the community. What? <laughs> I don't want to die. We, we, we've gotten uh, a whole lot of feedback on the Your Lie in April episode, uh, mostly chastising us. Uh, however. Some uh, threats. Yeah. However, uh, I, I think that at very least a lot of the execution and ideas and major themes uh, run in tandem and parallel between Your Lie in April and Yori on Ice. You have, oh God. You have these themes of, uh, of talent and uh and self-doubt and romance etc 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 so you have all all of these swirling themes uh and, and so the the basic question uh because obviously i i had so i had a, a handful of less than ideal things to say about your lie in april a handful it was <laughs> it was like two hours of you berating the show with maybe two good things to say about it I, there was probably like three or four. But the, the question is, does Yori on Ice do it better? Or is it also overhyped as hell? That is the question that we will seek to answer. It's a question that didn't need to be asked, in my opinion. But here we are. <laughs> So, uh, we, we start out, uh, episode one, uh, episode one, we start off immediately with, uh, with Yuri. He's, he's going into, uh, a bathroom after his performance. He feels like he has fucked up big time. He feels terrible about it. He's crying in the bathroom. It's a great display of self-doubt. Very powerful. Uh, really liked it. Uh, and, and it's a, a good start. Uh, separate from that, we also get to listen to the OP, uh, and it's English. It's in English, Sean. Yep. That way it was unexpected. It also just feels like a, a it has not only uh, because it's English, but I feel like it has a very different sound to the vast majority of anime OPs that we've handled previously. Yeah, no, uh, it's definitely got a very different feel uh, in comparison to a lot of our slice of life OPs or uh, especially to our sports and shonen OPs. Because it's less of a uh, hype up excitement thing and more of like a very upbeat, poppy type of tune that is very fun. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. So, uh, Yuri, he, he is on his way back to Japan, back home after, uh, after quite a while. Uh, also at the airport, we see, uh, a puppy and we'll see multiple puppies and multiple dogs and even a cat in the show. And it's great. I love it. All in. Yeah, uh, I figured you'd like that. They are all adorable and they make, they make everything better. I think so far every episode has highlighted a cute dog at least like once or twice, which is great. Yep. And if there wasn't a cute dog to be seen, there was a cute dog-shaped tissue box, which was... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uh, which I need in my life. Uh, so Yuri, he, he gets home and he's met with, uh, I can't remember his name. Is it like his sister or something? She's uh, a ballet teacher. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, not She's, his sister. Oh, but, okay. Uh, she, like co close family friend. Yeah, yeah, Minako. Uh, yeah. Ballet instructor and friend and, you know, mentor type figure. She she is straight up out of TikTok. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen that oh. meme where, uh, where people are making fun of TikTok by just saying very boring things but animating themselves in very unnatural ways right she is that 
Uh, everything oh, she dear. does, she just has such swinging, extreme gestures. Uh, it's over the top. There's a lot of little details that are just really over the top in this show. Uh, but it, it usually pulls them off. Uh, they're they're usually sufficiently ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> You're so nervous, Sean. You're so worried. Yes, I'm nervous. <laughs> We've gotten death threats from the last time we did something like this. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I've not said anything terrible thus far. No, no, but if you'll excuse the pun, you're walking on thin ice. <laughs> so, uh, very quickly, I, I was amused that you, you get to see his family and his parents and things. And so far, all of the characters, they have very strong, well-defined personalities as soon as as they enter. Uh, uh, one interesting thing I, I thought, especially for episode one, uh, Yuri, after his loss, he's, he's felt very down on himself. He hasn't really been taking care of himself and he's ended up uh, gaining a bit of weight, gaining a bit of bit of chub. And that, I don't know if we've ever really seen like weight gain in an anime that wasn't played for just immediate laughs and nothing else or like the beginning of a shonen sequence where they get ripped or some bullshit like that. Uh, yeah, no, it's not a very uh, common thing to happen. And and don't get me wrong, Remington. This was also played for some good some good good goofs. In oh my yeah, opinion. but but it wasn't just like it didn't exist solely for the joke. No no no, it is literally the starting point for the whole plot, which is very good. Yeah, and so uh, then Yuri he decides he's gonna go to the old ice rink and uh, skate around a little bit. He starts skating around. As soon as he starts getting on the ice, he's suddenly no longer chubby. You get like Schrodinger's chub with Yuri a lot of the time, where like sometimes he'll be like, yeah okay, we see that he's quite chubby other times not at all in any way and this is that moment where he goes from being quite chubby as soon as he's on the ice it just disappears <laughs> well i mean there are very slimming uh bodysuits out there that could be a factor i i suppose but i think it's pushing that a little bit uh, but you know what? Hey, whatever. Uh, Schrodinger's chub. Uh, that, that's Which just... Which I, I don't think you can call it that because <laughs> that, that means multiple things, Rem. <laughs> no, see, Schrodinger's chub is fine. It would be much worse if I should, if I said Schrodinger's half chub. Uh, then, oh, God. <laughs> then it's quickly double. Speaking of, uh, let's get to some sexual tension. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Because, what, a, uh, what a smooth transition, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Because uh, essentially, Yuri, uh, as, as you mentioned in, in part one of the podcast, Yuri does uh, Victor's routine on the ice. He gets recorded. Uh, it gets, and Victor is just like super all-star uh, of the figure skating world. He gets recorded by the by these three very young girls, which are great. The three of them, oh, they, yeah. they have strong Umaru energy. They are agents of chaos. Uh, they're great. But uh, they, they they record him, upload it, it goes viral, etc. Uh, Victor decides he's he's going to uh, he's he's not going to compete the next year. Instead, he's going to coach. So he shows up. He wants to be Yuri's uh, coach. And I, you know, I think this is the the best use of the like seeing your crush in the bath trope because Yuri's uh, family they have uh, they have a little hot springs bathhouse type deal. And uh, Victor arrives. Sure enough, Yuri he rushes in and he sees 
sees uh he sees Victor completely naked uh and glistening and and that's how the episode ends basically and uh, with a very good shot of lots of man ass like some yeah there, there's man lots of man ass which uh, was... in fact uh, there are multiple times where you you sort of get uh, a little bit of close-ups on not just Victor's ass but a few other people's asses uh which is nice so you know what guys can have great asses too and I'm, I'm proud that they are showing that um, <laughs> you're, you're happy that there's a lot of ass in this well, I'm just happy there's representation that men can have good asses uh, uh you, you just want people to recognize that you have a, a supple posterior is that what I'm getting at Rem hey listen I have a great ass and I I want that to be appreciated uh, <laughs> <laughs> you see we actually have to have uh, Dylan do some very special editing techniques because otherwise the clap of Remington's ass cheeks would just be permeating every audio recording we do it gets like it, it's filtered out so if anything sounds a bit weird it's probably just an excited clapping going on uh, now, one one thing to note is uh, the show does have a, a little bit of fan service. However, I, I think that it handles the fan service very, very well. Because overall, even just uh, the, the sexuality in this show, uh, it, it's pushing the relationships forward at every moment. Uh, and almost never is it just like, hey, wow, look at that. That's pretty good. I don't uh, know. That shot of Victor's ass was very... <laughs> No, like, it, I mean it definitely does uh, play play into that a bit. But overall, uh, the fan service in Yuri and Ice, uh, I, I don't know if I would say it, it's uh, the the perfect example of fan service by any means, but it feels significantly less objectifying than the vast majority of fan service in a anime. All right, I suppose that's fair. Uh, so episode two uh, starts off. We get this like hyper there there's these hyper animated chibi interludes at the start of every episode that mm -hmm. like sort of summarize it, but they're they're much more interesting than like flashback sequences so i'll take it uh victor victor is is being introduced to yuri and he might be the single most homoerotic being we have ever seen on the <laughs> podcast uh, oh, yeah. He, he is, he, back to My Hero Academia, he is Parisian Dick Laser's final form. Uh, he, uh, Russian <laughs> skating boy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, I suppose I should say man because whole man. Oh, he, he yeah, there, he, there's, there's nothing boyish about him. He is all man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, Sean. Are, are we? Is this turning us gay? Don't get me wrong. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're very. I, I would consider us very straight men. Uh, however, Victor. Oh boy. <laughs> I mean that. That's just the effect Yuri on Ice has on you. Like, uh, <laughs> like I said before, the first time I watched this, I did not know uh, what I was going getting into aside from a ice skating anime. And by the end of the first episode, I was like, Oh, that's what this is about. <laughs> this is gonna yeah. be awesome. I can't wait. <laughs> Uh, we also get introduced to, uh, Russian Yuri. Uh, there, there's two Yuri. See, one is the Japanese Yuri, one is Russian Yuri. See, because Yuri can be used in, in both languages. Uh, yeah. and, uh, Russian Yuri has a cute cat, which is great. He's also a bit of a dumb fuck. Russian Yuri <laughs> is. Uh, but it, it's, like, funny. Like, I would say Russian Yuri is similar to, like, a season one, uh, Avatar The Last Airbender's Zuko type deal where okay. he's very he's antagonistic but in a very naive and sort of dumb egotistical way but it yeah. works yeah he's he's the rival character of the show so yeah and, uh, and he has all of the things that Yuri is lacking and yeah missing most of the things that Yuri has uh if that sentence was was confusing uh yeah good luck <laughs> 
And so uh, Russian Yuri, uh, he he was promised by Victor a while ago that if he if he did well, essentially, then uh, then Victor he would make a full routine for him. He would make a program for him. And so Russian Yuri sees that Victor is in Japan, and he's like, Oh hell nah, I'm getting the routine he promised me. So he goes to Japan to get Victor as well. Um, meanwhile, you get a bit of uh, training with with Victor on Japanese Yuri's behalf, right? Uh, you, you get some training montages. He's he's working on getting better, improving himself. Uh, one one thing that I like about this show is that it a, a lot of a lot of anime when they focus on getting better or making progress in a specific sphere, it, it they make it so that 100% of everything is just getting better and there's no other things. It's it's essentially a lot of different shows make it an elongated montage with very little else. But I, I like that Yuri on Ice, it, it one, cares about external relationships still. It acknowledges like the value of, of free time and, and using it was one thing I really liked. Uh, even, not even just separate from the skating, but the fact like the, one of the reasons why Yuri, uh, why Japanese Yuri is actually good at figure skating is because he he was able he had the free time uh like that's not an opportunity afforded to everybody uh granted like he used it and i think that that that's a very useful framework in viewing a lot of talents because so many of us uh we we look at people who are wildly talented and it's like oh i could never do that uh but it, it's just all about what time do you have and how can you use it some people they genuinely do not have the time to to hone any specific craft uh but many people they have some time but they just don't use it in that way. And so seeing that interplay, I, I think is uh, both valuable and interesting when it comes to honing any talent. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it is a very nice realistic way to look at the uh, development of a uh, sport or ability. Because uh, in this uh, anime, it does something that I, you don't get a lot of in a lot of sports anime. Uh, the main character basically knows all of the basics and is already really good. It's just, it's more about his mental state and some more fine-tuning that he needs to work on. Yeah, like, uh, I think next episode we're going to specifically get into my thoughts on uh, on the skating, uh, because I, I think it's handled very interestingly. But uh, for episode two, Russian Yuri arrives. Uh, you can just call him Yurio like they do in the show. Yeah, Yurio. Uh, it's a me, Yurio. Uh, okay, Yurio. hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Look, so, just because it seems like he's going to start laying pipes sometime soon does not mean. <laughs> so uh, Yurio shows up and uh, and it's it's like, all right, well, how do we settle this this dispute? All right, you know what? Here's what we're going to do. We're, we're going to have a competition between Yuri and Yurio and whoever wins will get Victor as a coach, basically. Uh, yeah. And I was a little bit worried that they might try to pull some like ending it in a tie bullshit or, or some lazy way out like that because many other anime, they would do it. So that was... Uh, a latent worry that I had at this stage. Uh, but one thing I really liked, while Victor is talking to both of them and speaking about how he'll help them make uh, some routines for the competition, then they'll compete. Whoever wins, uh, he'll coach. He blatantly calls them out for being uh, essentially like ordinary and not as good as they think they are. Sure, they have talent, they have skill, they've done very well, but that in of itself doesn't mean they're special. It's the good old realization that like a lot of smart people get who've never had to try 
in high school and then they get to college and they're with a bunch of other really, really smart people and they're like, oh, fuck. Oh, uh, what college are you going to? Because, uh... <laughs> well, all right. Uh. <laughs> yeah, there, there, uh, there are some exceptions. Uh, but but realizing that, sure, on, on a local level, you may be towards the top, but as things get much broader, as things go national or international, uh, you, you're gonna have to do more to distinguish yourself. And like blatantly calling them out like that, I thought was uh, a very nice touch. Uh, and essentially the premise, they're going to compete against each other uh, with different takes on the same song. The song is on the topic of love, and one of them will do Eros, which is the erotic kind of love, and the other one will do the agape version, which is the the worldly uh, love for humanity type yeah, of love. Yeah, love without conditions. Yeah, and uh, and of course, Yurio, being super hot-headed, he's like, let me g- get the cool erotic one, and Yuri is like, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a chill, relaxed boy. I'm gonna do agape uh, and then victor's like fuck y'all switch <laughs> uh which i think is just a, a a nice take and it makes a lot of sense because it, it forces them to explore different sides of themselves yeah which much not like only, any perf- uh, which, which not only works on un- within the realm of the story because that makes sense for what a coach is trying to do to test them to force them out of their comfort zone but it also helps uh make the story more interesting because we get to see more of these characters and they are less one-dimensional yeah i mean uh- uh, speaking from my personal experience of performing, I suppose you could call it, uh, the mental state of while you're performing and what you're thinking of while you're performing can have a major effect on how the performance itself turns out. You know, it's a mind over matter thing, and I feel like this tackles that in a very fun and interesting way. For sure. Episode three, it's all about uh, a little bit of training up until the competition itself. Uh, we, we open up and Victor is doing a little bit of, of figure skating, right? And we get one hell of a line. Um, one one <laughs> hell of a line. Uh, it's something along the lines of like just being so amazed at how uh, erotic Victor is being doing the the erotic uh, program on the ice. And mm. and uh, Yuri says it's enough to make even me a man pregnant, which is yeah. just <laughs> goddamn <laughs> poetry. Uh, oh, oh, that boy. line made me crack up so hard. It was so good. It, it's there's some genuine uh, comedy, and especially in this episode, uh, but in in multiple episodes, but. The, the sexual tension in this show, like the sexual tension, first of all, uh, the most obvious tends to be between Yuri and Victor, right? Uh, but there's definitely also sexual tension with Yurio involved as well. And Sean, if this show doesn't end in a gay orgy on ice, I'll feel ripped off. I will feel <laughs> like I have been betrayed. Because uh, that, that seems to me the only reasonable conclusion. It's the only way uh, this show can end. This would be a very progressive, like a full on, <laughs> A homoerotic polyamorous relationship across uh, national boundaries uh, and all kinds. The, the, of the only caveat is that Yurio needs to grow a little because he's still a teenager. Uh, so okay. yeah, no, I'm glad that you put that caveat in there. Give it a couple of years and then have the gay orgy. Not even with just those three. Everyone's invited. Uh, <laughs> So uh, a lot of uh, a lot of the beginning of this episode has to do with with prepping Yuri and Yurio. Uh, Yuri has to figure out like what is eros to him, right? What is that Which, desire? What is that type of love? Uh, and I at will, this, th- what was I that? will say that this is the most I've ever related to Yuri, and 
I, I'm so excited for people to know. Yes, because uh, I mean, Yuri, Yuri, he's been on on the diet, uh, trying to thin out a little bit, which has been a, a struggle. And so when he's thinking about like what desire is, he just looks, and you know what? His family, uh, they they're known for making some some food at at, at their uh, hot springs, and one one of their signature dishes, and Yuri's favorite, is pork cutlet bowls. So Yuri answers, Eros is pork cutlet bowls, and who can disagree? That is the absolute symbol of of desire and passion uh frankly i'm jealous i don't have a pork cutlet bowl right now like i don't know if for those of you who haven't had a chance to try much japanese cooking if you ever go to a place and you order a uh, katsudan as it's uh usually referred to uh it'll change your life like (laughs) like pork chops are great don't get me wrong but a katsudan (laughs) now that that is pure raw sexual energy in a bowl and it is oh god i we should we should go get some katsudans after this uh, I'm, I'm, so all, I'm totally down. Let's do it. Uh, uh, so meanwhile, Yurio, he has to find this sense of like unconditional love and he's struggling to to find that because he's relatively self-centered, but eventually he does under a waterfall. Uh, it, it's like uh, his his father, his uncle, something like that. Grandpa. Grandpa. All right. Yeah, male relative. Uh, and, and that's sort of his uh, frame of reference for that, which is neat. Uh, one thing about Yuri specifically. So Yuri is socially awkward as fuck. He, yeah. he, you, you can't allow him out in public. Uh, he just cannot <laughs> take care of himself. But this uh, is one of we the- we knew somebody like that. <laughs> we love you, Sean. We- yeah. <laughs> But this is one of the very, very, very few examples of a socially awkward character who is actually a good character. Because so many other shows, they'll have socially awkward character as an excuse to have a bland bitch protagonist inevitably into a harem anime or some bullshit like that. And I just don't care. Uh, Because they don't have a personality beyond being socially awkward. Yuri definitely does. He has multiple different likes and dislikes. He's not just awkward. Uh, And even the times when he is awkward, it feels feels justified. For example, you get a lot of sexual tension between him and Victor, right? Uh, And unlike most other times where we see people get super flustered around their crush or anything like that, this one makes sense because Yuri has been like idolizing uh, Victor for years, not just because he's hot as hell, but because he is so talented and he's an icon and it's like uh, he wants to to become like Victor, right? He's an inspiration. So feeling overwhelmed and flustered makes so much sense for Yuri. Unlike, oh god, I'm just bad with women. Which, <laughs> sure, whatever. <laughs> Fine. It's uh, To be fair, though, Yuri is also quite bad with women. Uh, I mean, yes, 100%. Uh, Yuri is socially awkward in those ways as well, but it, it's not the totality of his character, and even his social awkwardness is almost always motivated. Uh, which is so, so much better than what we usually get, Sean. Uh, no, so, no, I agree. So then we actually get to to, uh, to the competition. Hot Springs on Ice, Yuri versus Yurio. Uh, who, who's going to win? Um, and when, I, so- when I Googled Yuri on Yuri action, this is not what I was expecting. <laughs> I'll be honest. Uh, one thing uh, I will say. God, there are going to be so many jokes that Dylan's going to have to decide whether or not they're good enough for the show. <laughs> As we we don't have standards. Uh, no. <laughs> one thing I will say, the choreography in the figure skating uh, in multiple scenes, not just this one, it is better and, and more interesting than most shonen battle anime that we've seen. I, I am often uh, critical of shonen battle anime for having boring ass battles because in my mind, 
mind, that's one of the major points of the whole goddamn thing. So how can you have lame-ass boring battles? Uh, but seeing the choreography just in the figure skating, it's interesting, it's engaging, it has personality. Uh, to, to make a comparison to good old Your Lion April. Uh, Your Lion oh April was, was fine and good, but in the performances, I, I could never really tell if it was supposed to be that special other than when I was told, yeah, this is a special one, here's a really fucking good one. It's like, okay, sure, whatever. Uh, but seeing the choreography in these performances, they're able to display their specific personality uh, a lot more, and uh, it's creative and engaging just with the movements that they do. Uh, as for Yori specifically, he decides that uh, what he needs to do to, to get into this erotic love mindset, he needs to practice feminine movements, right? Uh, he, he wants to be be nice and, and feminine uh, and embrace it. And yeah, he, he, he wants to become my favorite my favorite description of his uh, performance, uh, a, a katsudan fatale. Yeah, yep, a pork cutlable fatale, uh, as, as he mentions later, which is a great line. It's a beautiful line. They really do embrace this pork cutlet bowl as Eros idea. Like they play it for laughs, but then they're like, no, but actually that is very much his frame of reference. Uh, yeah, which is, which I appreciate. Perfect frame of reference. Yeah, no, I, I support it entirely. One thing, uh, now we finally get into the actual skating more so. One of the things I absolutely love is that they make mistakes on the ice. It can be subtle mistakes. It can be having to change things on the fly. Uh, but that does two things. One, it shows that they have room to grow, which is so fucking important. Uh, and it doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like these mistakes are, are flukes or that it's like, oh, it, the only reason they made mistakes is because of X, Y, or Z or because of trauma. No, these mistakes are being made because they're, they're a little bit rusty or because this shit is very hard. And yeah, that it's, it's a sports anime derived on a sport that is entirely uh, individual performance based. You don't interact with anybody else. So the only thing you have to face is yourself so exactly and here's here's where i believe some of the biggest dichotomies between yori on ice and your lie in april come at least for me with your lie in april it felt it seemed like the show was trying to really emphasize just how talented especially the main two characters were and that the only thing in their way was biased judges or their own trauma and that if it wasn't for these external factors they would be the single greatest thing to ever touch music ever and that was it and that's less compelling and i understand they were trying to show how talented the main two characters were but i don't think that's the way to do it meanwhile in yori on ice it shows multiple wildly talented characters who make quite a few mistakes uh we're going to get into one uh in episode five specifically uh in episode five they meet uh, a fanboy of of yuri's and uh th this fanboy he's a little less experienced but he has such personality and so it shows him making a lot of mistakes but also owning that ice and making such a showing with performance and sure uh, there yes, are mistakes that be, made uh, that would be kenjiro minami yeah and and it's like we see these mistakes either in the fanboy or yori or yorio but we still understand how wildly talented these people are we can recognize that while also recognizing they still have room to grow it also shows how they interact or uh how they engage 
with these very small mistakes. One thing that Victor is constantly suggesting to Yuri is, well, maybe we should make it a little bit easier. Maybe we should cut this or that out because it's better to do something simple correctly than to mess up something that uh, would be super impressive, right? And and that's a, a back and forth. It's actually an interesting point. Uh, and it, it doesn't feel like, oh yes, well, he just needs to keep practicing and he'll get better. It's like, well, that's a genuine suggestion to maybe simple, s simplify the performance a bit. Uh, but the, these mistakes, they don't make us as the audience think, oh yeah, they actually sort of suck. They're not as good as we thought. It makes us just think, holy shit, they're super fucking talented, but they do need to work on that. And so many shows, I feel like, fail to, to grasp that, that the audience can understand and recognize talent and skill, even if it's not necessarily perfection. Yeah, no, that's actually a, probably the most fair analysis you could have given for this situation. Like, I, I, this show is really, really fucking good at what it does, and I understand why so many people were in love with it when it first came out. 100%. And uh, and, and so we, we, we get to, we, we do the hot springs on ice, and sure enough, uh, Yuri is the, the winner. Uh, Yurio, sort of dejected, he already knows what the results are going to be. Uh, he leaves before results are said, because uh, he's a nice little edgy boy. Uh, episode you have to four. have a lot of edge in your rival characters. It's important. <laughs> it's true. Uh, episode four is the worst episode so far. Um, out of the five we saw, episode four, it, it's just sort of meh. Um, don't really care. I'm um, don't. It starts off. Uh, it starts off uh, phenomenally. Let's say uh, the, the bulk of the fan service is in the first scene of episode four, uh, where the Victor and Yuri they're in the hot springs, and Victor decides to help Yuri flexibility wise, and so he's contorting and posing Yuri uh, in all these positions while both of them are stark naked. Uh, so it, it's hard to imagine that an episode that that starts out that way can end up being uh, a bit boring. Uh, unfortunately, that's the case with this episode. Uh, so training with flexibility. Uh, there are also some children watching these two men uh, contort themselves while naked, which ain't great. Uh, but th this episode, it's all about finding out what Yuri's music choice is going to be for his program uh, for the competition. You also get a little bit with Yurio uh, getting a ballet coach. And then this episode also has like grand prix assignments for it's essentially like, who are you competing against in this, in the worldwide big old competition that matters? Uh, unfortunately, there just wasn't a ton interesting about this episode. Uh, it just, I don't know, not a lot happened in it. I, I would argue that a lot did happen, but it didn't happen in a way that was interesting to you specifically. This is what you would call a setup episode for a tournament arc, Remington. Well, I mean, yeah, but it just wasn't that great. Unironically, I think the, the best thing about this episode, uh, or at least the most interesting, I, they handled uh, exposition and explaining like the rules and how figure skating works and how the tournament structure works in, in a pretty decent way where like the children were explaining it to the family. So it was actually like motivated exposition. But beyond that, I don't know. It was just meh. It was whatever. Yeah, well, that sounds like a Remington problem. I quite like. I mean, sure. It's just nothing happens episode four. Uh, episode five. Oh, episode five gets uh, back to being interesting. It's a regional competition to qualify for the big old Grand Prix because Yuri fucked up big time uh, last time he was in the Grand Prix. So he doesn't like automatically qualify or whatever. Uh, this is when Yuri, he feels like the pork cutlet bowl fatale. He's ready. He's going all into it. Uh, once again, I notice, I, I appreciate the small noticeable mistakes, whether it's like a triple turn, turning into a double, having to 
catch himself. Uh, he consistently fails on, uh, like, I think it's the quad sal chow or some shit. Yeah, uh, it's a very, very hard ice skating thing is how I yeah, remember it. Yeah, <laughs> which, which is just really good to see. Uh, then you, you, this is when you get introduced to the fanboy we mentioned earlier. Yep. And uh, this is going to be yet another comparison to Your Lie in April. One thing I, I complained about Your Lie in April was everyone was always like, holy shit, the main protagonist. Did you see how good they were? Oh my God, it's him. Holy shit, my life revolves around this single person, uh, which I claimed was unnecessary. And my, my, I argued it would be just as effective if you just had a single person do that. Uh, I, I argue that in this episode. Yuri on Ice does exactly this. They have a single fanboy who's all in. From this, we can tell that Yuri makes an impact. He had an impact when he was competing. He was able to inspire others, right? We don't need every single person he's ever meets being like, ah, yes, you are my single greatest inspiration and the reason I am figure skating now as is true for every figure skater in Japan. Uh, we don't need that. Just having one fanboy who's super into it, uh, that tells us what we need to know. Uh, Yuri on Ice, it, it doesn't feel the need to to go 110% just to, to give the big picture. It knows by, by gesturing towards the big picture, you'll get it. You will understand. The characters don't need to be perfect to be seen as good. You don't need everyone to recognize Yuri to know that he's made an impact. You can simply indicate these things with much more uh, simplified versions of that, right? Uh, so I think that was just very well done way of handling it. Uh, once again, I really liked the fanboy's performance. Something else that's super interesting to see. When people are skating, oftentimes we'll get a sort of uh, monologue of them, right? So, yeah, yeah. Uh, for example, in this episode, we get three different sort of monologues and commentary of figure skating. The first, we get Yuri common commenting on his own performance, right? We see what he's thinking of as he's on the ice, when he makes a mistake, trying to maintain his composure, uh, and that's interesting to see. In contrast, we also see the fanboy's mentality when he's out uh, skating, and it's it's a little bit different uh, uh, than Yuri's. It has his own unique voice, his own unique take on things. Finally, we see Victor's take on Yuri's performance, which once again, it's much more uh, that of a coach uh, from the outside looking in, figuring out what can be improved, what can be done better. And I, I thought I that also, was- I also like the subtle uh, little wink, wink, nudge, nudges in his thought process as well that you don't often get in a lot of these kinds of anime. <laughs> yeah, what 100%. Genuinely, a lot of the little touches in Yuri on Ice, I think help bring it alive. A lot of thought and care has been put into this show and I, I think that they've they've done a, a very good job. You can you can truly feel like the passion and the artistry from the creators. Like the creators of Yuri on Ice have a sincere sincere love of figure skating. Uh, they truly care about it. I don't know if they're figure skaters themselves or if they just decided it was something they were super into but you can feel their passion about it which is so great to see. Uh, it, it, whenever something can make you care about an otherwise niche interest, I'm all into that. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's what a lot of anime like to do, especially sports anime in particular. Yeah, and uh, oftentimes it's done well, other times it's done less well. Uh, th this is an example of it being done very well. Episode 5, it ends with Yuri announcing his his theme for the Grand Prix and his theme is love. He explains that uh, this isn't just the romantic love, but this is the love for everyone around you, especially 
especially the love that you may take for granted, the love and support you get from others that is often so invisible or uh, just it, it blends in because it's always there, right? Uh, and I, I, I really like that as uh, not only a theme for his skating, but one of the major themes, I would argue, of the show. Overall, I think the, the characters are interesting, engaging. They feel real and authentic. They have room to grow while holding on to undeniable talent. Uh, it, it, the, I mean, the 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 romance is, uh, it's actually an engaging romance, first of all, uh, which is rare for anime. Right. Uh, but it's like, I, 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 I'm engaged in, in the romance that is happening right now. I'm invested. Uh, overall, I think this show succeeds at basically everything it was going for. That is probably one of the most glowing reviews of anything you've ever given on this show, Remington. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's a really good show. Uh, Sean, I'm very much feeling uh, similar to how I did way, way, way back when, like 80 episodes ago, uh, when first you showed me Love, Chinebio, and Other Delusions, which I thought I was going to love, and I did not love. Uh, much to your chagrin. Yeah. But then a few episodes after that, we covered uh, Watamode, which covered uh, a lot of similar themes, a lot of similar ideas, but in my opinion, was much better and much more entertaining. I still argue that they're very different shows, but you know, whatever. <laughs> but uh, I, I feel very similar in this regard to, to what's happened in these past weeks. When we covered Your Lie in April, I thought I was going to really enjoy it, really appreciate it. Uh, and then I sort of just... It, it didn't. It was a bit disappointing to me, unfortunately. Uh, then we get Yuri on Ice, which covers a lot of the same ground, but does it so much better, in my opinion. Uh, it's a great show. It nails it. Knocks it out of the park. Would highly recommend. Oh, thank God I get to live another week. Jesus Christ, <laughs> I was so stressed. I told you you had nothing to worry about, Sean. No, you did nothing of the sort. You just said we'll have to see how we things go. All I knew was that you were going to talk about it, and we were going to have to have a discussion and I was worried you were going to fucking put me on the chopping block again. <laughs> I mean, well, when we when we look at things, uh, interestingly, uh, I think boy love might now be the most successful romance genre on the podcast. Uh, oh, that won't that won't stay the same. Because I because right I think now. it's right now one for one. I don't think we've handled another explicitly boy love anime. Uh, we have not. We've had a lot of things that has done a little bit of yaoi baiting here and there. Yeah. Uh, and but, but it, yeah, so uh, uh, boy love one for one, one hundred percent success rate compared to uh, an otherwise abysmal success success rate in the romance genre as a whole on this podcast. And definitely not successful on the one time we uh, delved into Yuri or Girl Love. Uh, we, well, we've, haven't we done, uh, didn't we do that twice or did we only do it once? We've only done it once. And yeah, that, that one did not work out. So we can now figure out that uh, boy love anime better than girl love anime. Boom, there we go. We've solved oh, the age old question with one data point apiece. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> as with any good scientist, we've, we've collected data. Uh, I would argue sufficient enough. Uh... <laughs> Great. Wait, wait, uh, you know, for this episode, that's supposed to be about all inclusiveness and talking about all the lovely different types of people out there celebrating a month dedicated to the sheer variety of different loves in the world. All right. I, uh, I, I, I love, I love and appreciate all of our lesbian listeners. Apparently your anime is trash. I don't make that decision. Okay. I don't make that choice. I'm not the creator of these trash anime. Okay. Meanwhile, uh, gay guys, your anime is one, 100% great. So, 
far. So feel oh, feel more proud than ever. I, I'm going to tell you right now, man, I feel like the sheer quantity of really fucking awful yaoi anime <laughs> probably outstrips that of the Yuri. Uh, mostly just based on law of large numbers alone, because uh, my God, part of me was thinking, should I do one of the less, appro- less good ones for Pride Month? But then I thought to myself, no, no, I actually want to show something good to show I care. And then maybe <laughs> later we can get into some of the more uh, problematic ones, like your Junjo Romanticas and whatnot, because hey, there's... Ah, there's yes, some... but of course. Let me put it to you this way, man. There are some there are some tropes in the uh, Yaoi and BL community in their anime that are... Uh, toxic is the nicest way to phrase it. Oh, I don't want that. This one was nice and wholesome, more yeah, or less. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I showed you a good one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the, la- the ones that we might have to watch later down the line, that, that's debatable. Uh, hilariously, the past month and a half, I've been getting a lot of emails being like, hey, you should show some more of that gay stuff, though. And I'm like, <laughs> you know what? You are right. Absolutely correct. Uh, uh, well, I'm, and- I'm happy to have, have covered it. I think I think you chose a, a, a good one. I think this was a success. Uh, I do, too. And who knows? Maybe we'll jump into another one. I don't know uh, what life will have uh, planned for us in the near future, but we don't have to regulate this stuff to only Pride Month. After all, it should be some celebrated constantly throughout the year, right? Oh, for sure. So I'll, I'll keep an eye out, see if there's anything that really jumps uh, my interest. I know Banana Fish is on that list, and I'm excited for that one. Uh, don't worry about it, Rem. It's just, just think of it having a funny name. That's all you need to care about for right now. Uh, well, see, now I'm concerned. No, the banana does not refer. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you stick? Is is this? Wait a minute. Oh, what was... I oh, I have a topical reference, but I don't have the name in mind, and it's not topical. It was a movie Do you want to wait? Ago. Do you want to wait until Dylan fish- sees his power what? of editing to save your What was the goof? fish fucking show? What was the fish fucking movie? It got a lot of awards, a lot oh, of Oh, Shape of Water. Shape of Water! Is Banana Fish just, just Shape of Water? You stick your banana in a fish, and that's it? No, Remington. Is that no, is that a good not. synopsis of The Shape of Water? <laughs> I think it's a little more complicated than that, but then again, I've never seen it, and I don't really plan to, so we'll have to <laughs> debate oh. that one. I've heard good things, but I've also heard some horrible things. I don't know. I, fish fucking just isn't really something that I put on the top of my priority list. <laughs> uh, uh, Monster Girls, yes. Fish oh, fucking, God. don't be ridiculous. That's absurd. Ooh. Ooh. I'm a man of culture. <laughs> wh- wh- whatever you have to tell yourself. Oh, man. Then I suppose, without further ado, Remington, I guess I have one final question to ask you. Would you be interested in watching some more Yuri on Ice with me? Uh, 100%. I want to see how these characters grow and develop uh, and, and the adorable gay romance that, that blossom, blossoms between them. I'll tell you right now, man. can only get gayer from here. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a hint of a possible second season and a movie coming out, so that's something to look forward to. Uh, it, this this show feels like a, a movie makes a lot of sense. It feels like it works. Yeah, uh, things have been delayed, but based on my uh, minimal research on that subject, looks like it might be coming either at the end of the year or next year. Who knows? The world's kind of a shit show right now. Uh, Before we get out of here, uh, we do have just a little bit of house cleaning we need to do. Uh, If you'd like to support the show, we have a couple ways to do it. Uh, First and foremost, the cheapest and easiest way is to uh, leave a review on whatever platform uh, you listen to us on, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, or helping us grow by word of mouth is also an excellent way to do it. Uh, But if you'd like to throw uh, something a little more uh, tangible and physical our way, we do have a Patreon where you can gain access to all kinds of lovely bonus content made by the three of us and also get your name shouted out on our program. Uh, Remington, who are some of the lovely people that uh, have supported us this week? Well, of course, as always, we want to thank our bland bitch protagonists, 
as well as our magical girls who help keep us afloat. But then we get a tier above. We get to the Yandere waifus who are always lurking outside of our windows, threatening to give us a very gracious support. And on that Yandere waifu list, we have Devin McCutcheon, Grant Fire type, Andrew Rauke, still upset about episode 105. Ross Paul, you're going to be more upset after this one. Ross Palmer, Chris Salas, Sage Schiffner, Matthew B, Kazu Morocco, Dylan have a beer on me. He'll appreciate that. Sarah Birch, Nixu, Salty Pretzel, Xerix, Jacob Livingston, I bought Dylan Conception. He probably appreciated that a bit less. Glenn Michael Dolan, Juliana, Alexander Nasiensenyo, Farmer Sean is a traitor weeb. H. Wood. Hayden Lecker. Thank absolutely every single one of you. You guys are great. We so greatly uh, appreciate the Andre waifus. But there is a tier above. We go on over to to Mordor. We we walk right in. We get to uh, the boy wizard tier shouting out uh, Daniel Radcliffe, Elijah Wood. Who can tell the difference anymore? And I on mean, that list. Everybody, but that's besides the point. I, I don't know what you're talking about, Sean. They're basically the same person. Uh, uh, in fact, if, if I were to make a distinction, uh, Chase Fredette is obviously Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, Adam Kraft is obviously Elijah Wood. And Delina Perez, uh, you are an unholy amalgamation of the two. So, <laughs> Jesus Christ. You could have gone any direction. That would have made it sound cool. You could have been like, oh, no, they perform the fusion dance and come into you. You become the, uh, the Elaniel, uh, Radwood. I don't know. Oh, God. No, no, this is, <laughs> this is like that good old thing where it's like two people go into a teleporter or a transporter at the same time. And on the other end, they end up like really screwed up and together. I'm sorry, Delina Press. You have both of their abilities, but also it's a bit of an abomination. We love you anyway, though. You've uh, never seen Star Trek, have you? Uh, I'm familiar uh, <laughs> uh -huh. but then at the very top of the mountain uh really what existed merely as a joke but so many people are graciously supporting us at this level anyway we get to the white house the chef and Omusco tier which it there there's far too many of you it blows our mind but we appreciate We're professional it. writers now because of you yeah we, we oh god non-stop fan fiction uh and of course we have to start off our thanks with the original patron saint of the podcast none other than saint but on the flip side of things saint who rises above we have the almighty sinner dwelling down below but if you thought you were worried about him oh no that is not it because there is also the almighty sinner second form one is not enough you need a second and stronger and angrier uh which I is just, just mildly terrifying i just hope that's his final form because fuck i'm terrified of what uh, what's next to come <laughs> uh then we of course have Zachary Shirley, who uh, surely doesn't want to deal with any of, of that nonsense, doesn't want to be above or below, but wants to, to just chill in the White House, which is perfectly reasonable. We have the Silicon Spectre, uh, which I, I won't make a comment about giant tits uh, on a ghost. That would be that would be crude, rude, and lewd. Considering uh, John, that this is our, our, our pride one, I don't know if that's <laughs> we are hey. Remember, Robinson, we're two straight white guys. We, we have to be careful where we tread on these topics if if casper wants big old titties he can do it uh <laughs> 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 then <laughs> 
Then we have uh, a very uh, nice and controversial dubs are better than subs. Uh, they, they're trying to trying to start a fight. Namely, they're trying to start uh, a fight with uh, the the Sundere response uh, patron who just replies, "Subs are better than dubs." But Baka. Uh, <laughs> There's there's a war going on in the Patreon apparently, it, it, just in the White House. We should uh, not have told them that cha- their names could be changed. That that was a mistake. <laughs> it, was, it was a mistake. Uh, no one knows that mistake better than Emoto Ahigao Uwu, which hurts every time I say it. Uh, on the more wholesome side of things, we have Theo Noel, who makes sure that every day is is a delightful Christmas for us uh, and keeps the, any of the Grinch away, uh, which is bad because usually that Grinch is me. Uh, we also have <laughs> Cassidy Justin. Uh, Cassidy, more like you're the only Cass ID. Uh, that was oh, no, God, God, no, 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 that's awful. Oh, Holy I, shit, I did cut that out, Dylan. Cut that out. I'm sorry, Cassidy. I'm Cassidy sorry, Justin Cassidy. is one of our most loyal fans and I patrons, and you do her dirty like that. How I, fucking it, could it, you? It, it meant to be something really stupid and not mean anything anything but then it meant something and i didn't i'm sorry you're only I'm, allowed to talk like that way to me and dylan i i am i i am ashamed uh i'm gonna quickly pivot from that to thank uh touchy diplomat touchy diplomat we we greatly uh appreciate you no matter how uh touchy feely or just touchy moody you may be at any given time hey anything's uh, better than what we've got at this point it's it's true and uh last but certainly not least we have to appreciate the the fantastic hair and the great mane of thick mullet uh that is with with two c's uh because oh boy what a mullet that is uh absolutely every single one of you we we sincerely appreciate you guys are so gracious uh we we cannot thank you guys enough for allowing us the opportunity to do this on a weekly basis and uh not go horribly broke in the process yeah nope uh everything every contribution you make towards us uh is very helpful and very appreciated and we love you all the more for it. And if you would like to contact us directly, whether it's for a comment, question, feedback, or recommendation. Ooh, a double sneeze. That's rare. Oh, fuck. All right. And if you would like to contact us directly, whether it's for a comment, question, feedback, or recommendation, then you can either tweet us at AnimeConPod on Twitter or send an email over onto AnimeOutOfContext at gmail.com. And as a special offer, Sean is going to give the hottest take of anime on the day this episode is, is up uploaded on our Twitter. So go check out what his, the hottest take in anime is. He doesn't know that he was doing that till now, but now he is. So good luck with that, Sean. Oh, God damn it. You're trying to trick me into social media-ing. <laughs> You're so bad at it, Sean. So are you. Well, yeah, but I am, somehow I am terrible and infinitely better than you at the same time. Except I'm active on the Discord more often. Uh, somewhat in the past month or so. Yeah, in the past month or so. I bet if we were to tally up the number of my messages to your messages, I would have more. Mm, I don't know. I send on the Discord. I send a lot of emoji spam. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that counts as participating. Of course it does. You hieroglyphic speaking motherfucker. Uh, uh, you know what? Close things out. I'm about to ask the Discord if emoji spam counts as participation. Fine, fair enough. I'll allow it. Uh, but once again, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. Don't forget to love each other, and as always, don't fuck your sister. Do 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 do. Thank you.